This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, June 4th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co host, the savage one, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing on this Friday? Ah, doing good, man. It is Friday, ready for the weekend. Even though I don't get the weekend off, I am looking forward to a day off in a few days. I'm already burned, but uh, doing great, man. Nuggets eliminated the Trailblazers last night. La Bum James. <laughs> Sunset him packing. He looked very upset. Uh, first time in his 18-year career that he got bounced in the first round. No kidding. So, wow. yeah, they were the defending champs. They're gone. And, uh, yep, the Phoenix Suns come here to Denver to play. And then the Avs have game three against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights tonight. So, Avs, Nugs, supporting the Denver teams today, baby. It, it's almost like they planned it, you know, uh, Avs game, Nuggets game, Avs game, Nuggets game, you know, sort of alternating. So that way you didn't miss any of the uh, the fun playoff stuff. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of good highlights last night. I didn't get to watch the game. I worked, but uh, good highlights to, to come home and watch. And, uh, you know, on a side note, the entertainment news did not know Dr. Ruth was still alive. She looked like she was 92 back when we were kids. Totally. Yeah. So, Totally surprised she was 92. <laughs> little morning shocker there, you know, a little knowledge for the brain. Well, and speaking, you know, Dr. Ruth, obviously a uh, sex therapist. Hello. Maybe I got a little vibrator toy. It goes, brrr, ha, 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 make you feel good. <laughs> Maybe a little shocker in the morning is uh, what the doctor calls for, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, if you were inadvertently sent back to 1981, obviously you weren't planning on going back. It's just you happen to be there. What would you do with your time back in time in 1981? Oh, that's a great question because it's a great year. Number one, I'd go pop by the Carson Tahoe Hospital and peek in the the little area to see little baby Tony in the, the little waiting room there. That'd be pretty cool. See my young parents right there. See either how happy they were or how like, damn it, it was a girl <laughs> or it was a boy. We wanted a girl. Son of a bitch. That that would have been kind of cool to see if that really happened. I doubt it, but it would have <laughs> been funny. Um, or I'd go back in time and uh, down to San Francisco and try to catch early Metallica shows uh, back when they started in the garage band. 
and then head down to Sunset Strip, catch Motley Crue in their beginning. So, you know, same year, 81, Motley and uh, Metallica. So, you know, and the birth of us, you know, you, me, and Adam, you know, it's all... 81 was a great year. It was a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Without it. It was a great year. So there'd be a lot of things. Those would be a handful of things. See, I had more, more interaction with you for that year, but (laughs) please tell me what some psycho nut job that's going to shock us. Uh, a story, a story fit for a Friday. Well, it may sound like a uh, soap opera, but Paul Devlin insists there was nothing fictitious about his dalliance with terrifying time travel. Paul Devlin claims he was inexplicably sucked into a vortex on the London Underground during his daily commute and ended up roughly 40 years in the past. He says he got off at the tube, uh, got off the tube at Victoria and was immediately unnerved as something was amiss. Paul, a Buddhist priest and real-life exorcist, noticed the atmosphere felt different and was struck by how empty it was despite it being rush hour. So I'll already give you a uh, look into who this guy is. Buddhist Buddhist priest. <laughs> Weirdly, the usually filthy escalators were also pristine. He recalled the creepy time slip on the YouTube show The Angel and the Exorcist. Speaking to psychic Samantha Jane, he said, I got off the London uh, Victoria, as I did every single week, and turned up at the escalators. On this day, they were beautiful with ceramic tiles. They were like brand new escalators. The station, one of the busiest on the network, was almost empty apart from one passenger on the opposite escalator who looked at him with an expression of complete shock. He described him as wearing a denim cap and matching jacket, much to the amusement of Samantha, who jokingly cited uh, them taking style inspiration from boy band bros. Paul said, this guy gave me a look as if to say, you're dressed funny. I came to the top of the escalator and there was a glass dome and everything was silent. No sound at all. Paul added, as I walked out, I realized very quickly I'm not in my time. Feeling himself fall into a panic, he thought, I need to go back to where I was. I need to get back to the platform. Explaining how he got back to the present day, he told Samantha he had the idea that if he could leave, then come back to the station, he might be able to jump back into his home dimension. Paul explained, my theory was if I went up the train line, changed and got back on, it would change the timeline. He took a train to Pimlico before turning back, nothing that the train was, uh, oh, noting that the train was empty, but then something truly odd happened. Paul claimed, as we came back toward London, Victoria, people just randomly started to appear on the train until the train was full. I got off and was so happy to see a dirty escalator. Um, wow. <laughs> when this train hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Right? I, I... We got to get back in time. What was his name? Paul Devlin. We gotta get back in time, Paul! The space-time continuum holds up on your hands. We gotta get to platform nine and three quarters. We gotta talk to Harry. We gotta get past Hogwarts. We gotta do this to get back to the dirty escalator. Just that kid is on the goddamn escalator. <laughs> My guess is that he probably wrote it on a holiday when uh, you know people were off, got off, noticed somebody who was wearing some sort of 1980s retro style and figured, oh my God, I'm back in 1981. He didn't yeah, time he travel. With, was he hanging with Seth Rogen when uh, writing about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I don't mean to shit on anybody's parade, but I believe in a lot of weird things. And as much as I'd like to think time travel's a thing, I don't think it's a thing. 
You don't believe Paul Devlin, the Buddhist exorcist? I'm shocked. Uh, Buddhist, Buddhist priest. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm the Buddhist priest, the time traveling Buddhist priest who listens to Judas priests, and I'm living after midnight, baby. <laughs> well, folks, it is Friday. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the week. We're looking forward to the weekend, but not before we bring you guys good news, everyone. We've got a segment eh, we're revisiting called Today Years Old, and we round out the day with This Day in History. Folks, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about each show called The Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you are a Buddhist exorcist who traveled back in time to 1981. We definitely want to hear about that. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, that's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining, we'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now it is Friday, and as we do on Fridays, we like to uh, turn the table on all of the hate, bad news, vitriol, divisiveness that's out there with a segment that I like to call... Good news, everyone! So kicking things off, April was Autism Awareness Month, a time to learn more about the disorder and those living with it. But for Tiffany Hammond, who lives with autism, that month can feel overwhelming. I'm just always hit with the reminders of how hard life is. These are red flags, symptoms, all the bad stuff, Hammond tells Yahoo Life. It's hardly ever, like, positive. We're people. We have happy, positive things that go in our lives. I think that should be celebrated as well. Autism Spectrum Disorder, or ASD, may impact social skills, repetitive behaviors, speech, and verbal communication. The CDC estimates that autism impacts 1 in 54 children in the United States. Hammond recalls being diagnosed with autism during college and initially rejecting the news. 
I took the paper, I put it in the drawer and shut it. I just kind of uh, just tried to go on with my life, she said. It wasn't until her son Aiden was diagnosed with autism at 17 months old that she started to learn more about the disorder. Two years later, her son Josiah was born and also later diagnosed with autism. As Hammond learned more about how to help her sons, it reignited her desire to learn more about her own diagnosis. I was just helping them through their challenges. It was bringing a lot more of my challenges to the surface. I was not handling it well, says Hammond. When she started an Instagram called Fidgets and Fries to share her family's journey, Hammond discovered the autism community that didn't exist when she was originally diagnosed at 18. Last year, she got a second autism diagnosis in a quite or sorry, in a quest to learn and understand herself better. Society pretty much dismisses and ignores the voices of autistic people. That's what makes my life more difficult. It isn't really autism itself. It's living within a society with a brain that differs from the norm, Hammond says. Hammond and her husband are raising their two sons to be their authentic selves in a society that doesn't understand neurodiversity. Her son Aiden is 14, nonverbal, and uses communication device to express his feelings and needs. Her youngest son, Josiah, who's now 12, is what many would consider to be high-functioning, though Hammond rejects the labels placed on those in the autism community, calling them limiting and inaccurate. My oldest is what a lot of people would consider severe. There are so many things that he's good at that I'm not good at. He's incredibly bold and brave and sociable. I struggle in those areas and he doesn't, says Hammond. My youngest, who everyone considers to be high-functioning, he struggles in so many ways that my oldest does not. You meet me on a Monday, I might be severe to you. And then you see me again on a Tuesday and I'm high functioning. We can't place the whole of a person in a box like we are so much more. It's very much misunderstood, Hammond adds. The lack of understanding about autism can have negative effects on those living with the disorder. Hammond sees young white boys on hit shows like The Good Doctor, Young Sheldon, and Atypical, and feels like the conversation only recognizes one group, leaving black and brown people struggling to find resources. A CDC report on autism found that fewer uh, black and Hispanic children were identified with ASD, likely due to stigma, lack of access to health care services, or low income. An American Academy of Petri Petri Pediatrics, boy, that's a hard word to say, Pediatrics study found that black children with autism are diagnosed an average of three years after their parents expressed initial concerns. We looked at like our skin itself, it considered maladaptive, like we are just behavior problems, says Hammond. In the larger community, Hammond says she has struggled to feel included. In autism events or at autism events, her family is usually the only one of a few black families. At times, she feels like a prop that organizations use to show diversity without acknowledging or addressing the intersectional issues that limit crucial access to resources. So, uh, you know, Mrs. Hammond, obviously, she's come out, talk about autism and, and you know, the struggles that, uh, you know, her, her family and other people with autism deal with. And, uh, you know, it is one of those things that uh, back when we were kids, autism really didn't exist. So no. being that it's brought more to the forefront, that it's being addressed. And uh, actually, I have a uh, meeting later on today with an autism group. Um, you know, it, it's great to see how society is changing to you know, help accommodate uh, those with uh, autism or maybe on the spectrum. And, uh, you know, it, it's good to see where society is coming uh, based on where we were even 30, 40 years ago. Oh, absolutely. It's fantastic that there's more awareness of it now. Growing up, we had, uh, you didn't even have ADD, you know, 
like you had uh i'm sure a lot of kids had that you know and yeah it was was, what hyperactive disorders and they gave kids ritalin and that was sort of the cure-all for for all of it and luckily now there are multiple treatment paths you know whether it's pharmaceutical or uh, uh psychology or just you know community support yeah, definitely. So that's good that there's a spotlight on it and uh, good on Hammond there. And uh, every time you said Josiah, though, I, I kept thinking of my coworker Josiah. It's like the only time I've ever heard that name. So Not the same unless he's uh, 12 yeah. and has autism. Well, he could be and he could be. Just kidding. He's neither. Neither, well, neither. Regardless, that's my. Good news, everyone. My good news definitely is not as it's not lengthy. I tried to find a lengthier version of this story because it was just kind of a blip. So it kind of looks. So I found the most stretched out version I could find to fill the segment. So this one is a brave seven-year-old swims one hour to shore to save his dad and sister who were stranded in the river. The four-year-old girl and her father had drifted nearly a mile away from the boat and were found after more than an hour of searching due to strong currents. Brave seven-year-old managed to save the lives of the father and sister after a boating accident accident caused them to float adrift. The children's father, Stephen Poust, had taken his children Chase and Abigail to the St. John's River in Jacksonville, Florida over Memorial Day weekend for a swim. Pouse anchored his boat and was fishing while the kids splashed around the water. There was a strong current in the water that caused the four-year-old Abigail to let go of the boat. Chase decided to let go of the boat as well to try and keep his little sister from drifting away. Post said that his daughter usually hung out by the back of the boat, but had to let go because of how strong the current was. Chase, who had to let go, also got stuck. Seeing his kids in danger, Pouse jumped in the water and went after them. He reached his children and managed to free Chase from the current. He asked his son to swim to the shore while he helped his sister, who was thankfully wearing a life jacket. Chase swam for nearly an hour to reach the shore, he floated on his back and doggy paddled so he wouldn't get worn out. When he made it to land, he ran to the nearest house for help. I told them both I loved them because I wasn't sure what was going to happen, Prowse said. I tried to stick with her as long as I could, Stephen recalled. I wore myself out and she drifted away from me. Abigail floated with the current because of the life jacket. Prowse and Chase were not wearing life jackets because... It was not required by law. I felt really scared, Chase said, but was still quick on his feet. The Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department uh, and Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission arrived to rescue Chase's father and sister. The authorities arrived at the location to find an empty boat, fishing poles, and kids' shoes in the water. I screamed for help at the top of my lungs and waved my arms, and sure enough, somebody heard us, Prowse said. Little man also made it to shore and got help, and that's what saved our lives. According to Eric Proswimmer, spokesperson for JFRD, the little girl and her father had drifted nearly a mile away from the boat. The search took them almost an hour and a half. The current got a hold of them, moved the boat, and started separating them. Dad went after the four-year-old, and it turns out the seven-year-old ended up swimming to shore. They were found and rescued. The children were transported to a nearby hospital as precautionary measure. All three of them are doing well. Chase is being hailed as a hero, and rightfully so. We're here by the grace of God. We're here 
that's what it says. Okay. Prowse said acknowledged uh, how fortunate they were to have made it out of the situation in one piece. When Chase was asked about how he became such a skilled swimmer, the brave little boy said, I have no idea. Pro Swimmer said, noted the rescue could have gone awry if it wasn't for the collected efforts of all his colleagues. We had every resource we could have possibly had coming quickly, and we're still happy to have all three have been recovered. All three are doing well. We couldn't ask for a better outcome. He reminded everybody on the water and anybody that goes to the water, be safe and smart. The law about wearing a safety vest is applicable only to children aged six and under for a vessel that's under 26, which was why neither Prowse nor Chase had a vest on. Um, so little dude, like, that's awesome that he didn't know how he just went to action. Um, for the dad, unfortunately, you know, I don't mean to be, I don't want to make it a bad story, but <laughs> I would, you know, even if it's not required by law, I would still put a safety vest on both my kids and myself because even you could be the most skilled swimmer. And if a current gets you or the weather takes a turn for its worth, uh, for the worse, there's no telling what kind of catastrophe could happen. The water's dangerous, whether you're skilled or not. Exactly. Um, but, but awesome that this little guy, you know, utilized doggy paddling and swimming on his back in a current to get to shore and, and stay calm to save his brother or his dad and his sister, you know, and I can only imagine the father like was super panicked, especially, you know, with with his daughter being out there and then hoping that his son is OK. He's kind of putting their lives in his son's hands. So great outcome, but could have definitely went another way. But awesome story, man. Yeah. And I'm he sh- looks super happy. He's awesome. Miles and-, <laughs> and I'm sure the father will be putting on life jackets for them from yeah. here on out. I, they probably are not going back to the water anytime soon. I exactly. Imagine. I, I, I got a feeling this summer the water is like local pools or something. I'm not sensing that the St. John's River is a destination for this family. Yeah, not anytime soon. And uh, oddly no. enough, that was the story I pulled as my backup. So uh, luckily we didn't have to, uh, you know, try and stretch for time. So uh yeah. And I found that was the most stretched out one. They just the normal CNN one was just a real basic, like two paragraphs. Yeah. It was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Regardless, I'd say it qualifies as good news, everyone. Well, folks, we are going to head into our break. When we come back, we've got a segment called Today Years Old. So don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now you can also enjoy us from the comfort of your own home or on the go with the ngbn.tv app. Just download it on your smartphone or mobile device. You can watch this and other great Phoenix media shows as well. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, 
course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now, uh, something that we like to do every once in a while is a segment that I like to call Today Years Old. These are facts that, uh, well, we were basically today years old when we learned about, and hopefully it's the same for you as well, because, you know, we like to educate a little bit here on the show. So, uh, Tony... Just a a little. Exactly. I'm going to run down these facts and let me know if you were today years old when you learned them as well. For instance, this one. I was today years old when I learned that a park bench in Bristol was given an official postal address so doctors could register the homeless as patients. That's the fact, Jack! No, I did not know that. You make like a tree and get out of here. Yep. I had no idea that was a thing. That's why we did it. All right, moving on with today years old. I was today years old uh, when I learned that uh, U.S. Airways kicked a blind man and his dog off a plane in 2013 after the dog repositioned itself during a two-hour delay. They canceled the flight after passengers disembarked in protest, saying the flight attendant responsible would be kicked off instead of the man and his service dog. That's the fact, Jack! That's kind of a random fact. That's too bad for that guy and the dog, though. Dick moved for the flight attendant, but uh, nice to see that the rest of the passengers had his back. Yeah, absolutely. And the dogs as well. Get the attendant out of here. We like the dog. He's awesome. (laughs) That was the flight attendant. He's very pissed. (laughs) And it was a cute golden retriever. How could you get mad? All right. Moving on. I was today years old when I learned that during World War I, the MI5 used girl guides to deliver secret messages. They used girl guides instead of uh, Boy Scouts because they found that uh, Boy Scouts weren't efficient enough, boisterous, or talkative enough. That's the fact, Jack! That's that's pretty cool. Since when did you become the physical type? Yeah, I don't know. There you go. Get some Girl Scout cookies and some state secrets all at the same time. Girl Scout cookies, would you like to uh, divulge any secrets? Oh, you would? Awesome. Thank you. Thin mints are the best. Yeah. That's no secret. They truly are. No, they really are. They are pretty awesome. (laughs) Let's keep moving on. Today I learned that uh, Fermilab used to, used to, boy, words are hard. Used. Words are always hard. Fermilab used to clean its particle accelerators with a ferret named Felicia, who would run through the tubes with cleaning supplies attached and be rewarded with hamburger meat. That's the fact, Jack! Hey, that's one way to do it, you know. I'd be more concerned about, you know, the ferret leaving some hair behind, especially if it was in a particle accelerator. You know, what sort of yeah. black hole would it Bye, open Felicia. up? Felicia. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Felicia the ferret. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. I was today years old when I learned that at the age of 17, Steven Spielberg directed a sci-fi film called Firelight. The budget was $500, and it was shown at a local cinema with 500 people coming and tickets costing a dollar each. However, one person paid $2, so the movie made $1 total, making it Spielberg's first commercial success. That's the fact, Jack! Big time money. I've never heard of it, and that's, that's awesome, man. Legendary filmmaker, you had to start somewhere. So. Yeah, and from what I understand about him, he used to take Super 8 cameras and, you know, make films with his friends, uh, you know, in middle school and high school. And then uh, this was the first one that was actually premiered, and he made a whole dollar on it. 
sad to see he didn't make much money beyond that, right? No, absolutely. Yeah, he went on to have a miserable career, yeah. too. Total obscurity. Miserable. Let's keep rolling on. I was today years old when I learned that in 1911, the Rigby family included their cat Tom in their census form. Tom Cat was a listing uh, or was listed as being eight years old, married mouse catcher, soloist, and thief with 16 children. His birthplace was listed as Cheshire, and he was described as being speechless in the infirmity section of the form. That's the fact, Jack! That should have been allowed to be in there, but no. uh, <laughs> oh, good for you. Good for Tomcat there, though. Yeah, yeah, and we wonder why uh, you know uh, voting. Did did he vote too? Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, let's keep rolling on. I was today years old when I learned that Japanese doctor Tetsu Nakamura devoted his life revitalizing deserts in Afghanistan, making forests and wheat farmland, and contributing to peace. Nakamura was decorated with the Japanese Order of the Rising Sun and Afghan National Medal. That's the fact, Jack! Never heard of him. No, and strange that, uh, you know, somebody from Japan would take such an interest in a place like Afghanistan to try and, you know, reforest and make it farmland. But uh, good on him. Yeah. Good job, Shinsuke. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Talking about... uh, Things that we were today years old when we learned. For instance, I learned that Mesopotamians figured out that the Earth orbited around the sun about 1,700 years before Copernicus and Newton. They also figured out that the moon causes the tides and that the Earth rotates around an axis. That's the fact, Jack! That's my dog, Copernicus, and he time-traveled inside the nine and three-quarters bullet train and took you back to 1981. That's my dog, Copernicus. <laughs> Who you know? I'm amazed by the fact that okay, you know, the Mesopotamians figured this out thousands upon, you know, thousands of years ago, and we still have people that believe the Earth is flat. It is flat. It doesn't make sense. It's flat. Oh, moving on. I was today's years old when I learned that anatomically, dogs have two arms and two legs, not four legs. The front legs, also known as the arms, have wrist joints and are connected to the skeleton by muscle, and the back legs have hip joints and kneecaps. That's the fact, Jack! A little dog Whoa. anatomy for you. Did, did not know that. See, you learn something That's new good, every day. Good, good, good on the doggies. Exactly. All right, uh, rolling on. I was today years old when I learned that in nine, uh, sorry, 2009, I let Icelandic engineers accidentally drilled into a magma chamber with a temperature of up to 1,832 degrees Fahrenheit. Instead of abandoning the well like a previous project in Hawaii, they decided to pump water down and became the most powerful geothermal well ever created. That's the fact, Jack! We accidentally busted it and we found liquid hot magma. So we had to drill a hole to fill the water to make it most powerful operating <laughs> thing of all time. I heard that uh, preparations A through G didn't work, but uh, preparation H uh, was what they needed on the hole. It does It does feel nice on the hole. It works rather well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah doctor. Uh, moving on. I was today years old when I learned that although Wayne's World was released in 1992 after Freddie Mercury died, he got to see the car headbanging scene featuring Bohemian Rhapsody shortly before he passed away on November 24th, 1991. He loved it and foresaw how the use of the song would ignite a comeback for Queen in the United States. That's the fact, Jack! And he was certainly right. 
Yeah, he was right. That was actually the first time I heard Bohemian Rhapsody was Wayne's World. Me too. I never had heard of it before. <laughs> that might have actually been... Uh, that might have been the first time I heard... Nah, I heard We Will Rock You. I heard stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and commercials but, played Another One Bites the Dust, yeah, and so... Yeah, but uh, for Bohemian Rhapsody, definitely the first time I heard that. All right, and then finally in the segment, I was today years old when I learned that uh, The Godfather's famous cat and lap scene was entirely unscripted. A stray cat randomly wandered onto the set, so Coppola grabbed it and put it in Mar- uh, Marlon Brando's lap without a word. That's the fact, Jack! <laughs> Interesting. And now it's an iconic scene image. You know, you think of Marlon Brando in The Godfather and he's holding that cat. This is my cat. Okay. I have no idea why this cat is in here, but uh, this is my cat. I make an offer you can't refuse. Right, kitty? (laughs) Well, folks, that does it for this segment. We are headed into the final segment of the show. Final segment of the week. Yes, it's time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we did it. We made it to not only the final segment of the show, but the final segment of the week as well here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Rick Rollis? Yeah. I had nothing this time. I, I didn't even hunt for a sound pipe during that break. I just hit movies there. I was like, okay, that looks like it's the funniest. I was just glad it wasn't a cuss word or anything. Exactly. Hey, it's fine. Normally, I, I sample it, you know? <laughs> well, folks, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends, because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Like, subscribe, spread us around, share us on your Facebook page, your Twitter, your Instagram, whatever. Spark Put it out the, there. Yeah. Spark that interest. Well, spark it. I like it. Folks, as we do at the end of each show, we like to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thank you, Siri. All right, kicking things off this day in 1615 was the Siege of Osaka. Forces under the shogun Tokugawa Iwasu take Osaka Castle in Japan. And uh, Tony, if you're looking at the picture, does it not look like he has a giant black sex toy on the top of his head? He does. I have a Shinsuke shogun on my head, and it has uh, got a little rainbow behind it, too. <laughs> it does. It looks like a Wayne Danger. <laughs> it totally does. It really does. Yep. He's got a BBC on his head. All right, moving on this day in 1745. In the BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Battle of Hohenfriedberg Silesia 
Frederick the Great of Prussia defeats Austrians and Saxons. And of course, yeah, if you're looking at the picture, which only Tony is, it looks like you caught this guy by surprise. Whoa, I did not mean I. We won. How did <laughs> how did we win? It's oh, amazing. because I'm Frederick the Great. That's why. I wonder if he gave himself that name. Rolling on this day in 1887, the Pasteur Institute, founded by French biologist Louis Pasteur in Paris, is opened. Uh, Tony, do you remember what Louis Pasteur created, what process he created? I don't. I'll give you a hint. His last name has a lot to do with it. Oh, poop. Nope. Pasture. Not to pasture. <laughs> Pasteurization. So, uh, you know, the fact that we can keep milk longer and uh, liquids, and that's what he did. He figured out oh. uh, how to keep uh, I bacteria gotta from growing. i find a way to make my curdled milk not be so curdly. Damn it, Gertrude. <laughs> we need to make it better. <laughs> Chunky milk. Moving on, this day in 1896, Henry Ford takes his first Ford through the streets of Detroit. Could you imagine, you know, you're used to horse and buggies, and all of a sudden you see this motorized contraption that's not being pulled by a horse for the very first time? You would have thought witches are taking over. Yeah, Total what's heresy. he doing? I called the Ford! Found on road dead will never be the term for my cars. Keep, keep. Ah! <laughs> ah, Mario! Fast forward 100 years later. Yes. All right. Damn it. I'm on the side of the road again. Moving on this day in 1913, English suffragette Emily Davison dies after throwing herself in front of King George V's horse, Anmer, during running of the derby at Epsom. Fatality. That's one way to get she somebody's be- attention. Yeah, so she became salt, huh? Did that she did. Epsom salt. He looks like Tim Curry in that picture. Oh, he totally does. Well, not current day Tim Curry, because... Uh... No, but like <laughs> back in the 80s, Tim Curry. Ooh, like it t- Tim Curry. Yep. Let's move on. This day in 1934, Dr. Frederick Banting, co-discoverer of insulin, is knighted. Boy, yeah, you discover a life-saving treatment, and I guess that's yeah. enough to get you a I'm knight. Sir Frederick Banting, and you will get your vaccination. Who's next? Because the sir is in the house. There you go. And Mo- apparently I talk like Adam Sandler. <laughs> I am uh, Sir Frederick Benting and you will get your insulin, right? <laughs> We're back to Hubie Halloween. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1964, L.A. Dodgers pitcher Sandy Koufax tosses his third career no-hitter, beats the Phillies 3 to nothing in Philadelphia, probably marking a very boring game. Uh, probably. I'm Sandy Koufax. I also talk like you be Halloween. And uh, through my third career no-hitter, and I beat the Phillies out uh, 3 nothing. It was quite a game. There was a lot of peanuts and Cracker Jacks in stands. That's right. <laughs> Sandy Koufax, and uh, thanks for listening. You know what I found out? Uh, just odd side tangent. You know, uh, the organs that are played during uh, baseball games, that didn't start till the 1970s. Really? Yeah. I you, would have picked the 60s for that. I would have picked like the 1910s, you know, with as popular as baseball was back then. Yeah. Did you Did you see, I know it ain't going to make the news, but did you see uh, 1967? Uh, Reno made the news. Really? Let's see. Oh, yeah. yeah. KTVN-TV, Channel 2 in Reno begins broadcasting. Look at that. Is it still on air? <laughs> it is. <laughs> 
Moving on, this day in 1969, the Beatles released The Ballad of John and Yoko and Old Brown Shoe in the U.S. And of course, you know, with The Ballad of John and Yoko, that should have been the writing on the wall for the end of the Beatles. This is the end. We're going to watch a song. It's called John and Yoko. John loves Yoko. Yoko loves John. Oh, they're going to break up this big ugly band. Yo, we are going to have bad British accents and careers. Let's write a song about an old brown shoe. Boy, if that was the melody, I think Frank Sinatra would have words with them. So, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1979, Joe Clark is sworn in as the youngest prime minister in Canadian history. Now, my question is, is was he younger than uh, Trudeau was when he was swor- uh, sworn in? I, I don't know. It doesn't even say how young he was. It doesn't. We need more information, people. Hey, I'm the youngest. Hey, I don't know that's a bad Canadian accent. <laughs> moving bad british oof i need to like listen to this stuff beforehand there oof. you go that was bad this day bad. 1984 the 1960 champion arnold palmer fails to qualify for the u.s open golf championship for the first time in 32 years i wonder if that's when he went to go drown his sorrows and made the wonderful creation of an arnold palmer half lemonade half iced tea yep he probably did a shot of rum not bad Look, LeBron, Arnold Palmer failed to do something, too. (laughs) It happens to the best of us, bud. Yep. This day in 1984, Columbia Records releases Born in the USA, the seventh studio album from Bruce Springsteen. His biggest commercial success topped the charts in 11 countries and sold over 30 million copies worldwide. And I'm not ashamed to admit it, I'm not a Bruce Springsteen fan. No, I'm not either. But I like Columbia House. They they fueled me with hours and hours of music of free CDs. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Columbia House. Or one penny Much- CDs. <laughs> yeah, I never paid the penny. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1988, Ricky Henderson steals two bases for a record of 249 as a New York Yankee. He was fun to watch steal bases. That guy moved he like was- lightning. One of my favorite baseball players of all time. I loved him when he was on the A's. That's when I was more behind Ricky Henderson. But he did float around because he played ball forever. That he He did. He probably, if he could, he probably would come back today and play baseball. Oh, I don't doubt it. Well, let's let's keep rolling on this day in 1990. Dr. Jack Kevorkian assists an Oregon woman to commit suicide, beginning a national debate over the right to die. Fatality. It's okay. You want to die? I will assist you at death. But don't worry. I'm not making you do it. I'm just encouraging it. <laughs> Look at my white teeth, I'm Dr. Kevorkian. That's a creepy representation of a very true picture. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 2002, Canadian singer Avril, Lav- Boy, Avril Lavigne releases her debut album, Let Go. That is Mike Yendra's super crush. Ooh, interesting. He wasn't married to Lacey. It'd be Avril. And then finally, this day in history, this day in 2018, former U.S. President Bill Clinton in an interview with NBC says that he hasn't and doesn't need to apologize to Monica Lewinsky. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. She didn't give me a BJ. She gave me a heebie-jeebie, rubby-rubby, good times had by all. (laughs) Speaking of good times, let's go ahead and run down some of today's holidays. Where we talk about the things that we like to celebrate. Actually, a lot of bummer ones in here. Today is Audacity to Hope Day. How dare you, Hope Tone? It is. Yes, never have hope. 
Huggin' Atheist Day. How about no? Maybe a Chris Pie 5 or something. (laughs) Hug Your Cat Day. Okay. It is Ah, International Day of Innocent Children Victims of Aggression. That's kind of uh, depressing. It it is National Cognac Day. One way to deal with that. It is National (laughs) Donut Day, Tone. I I like like donuts. I do too. I like Little Michael. (laughs) It is National Cheese Day. Okay. Donuts and cheese. Sure. Why not? It is National Safe Day. I don't know if that's to be safe or to own a safe that you stick papers in. It is Shopping Cart Day. And finally, it is Old Maids Day. So go celebrate all those old maids. All stupid days. Aside from National Donut Day. I'm behind that. Celebrate Donut Day and have a great day. Exactly. Well, folks, that does it for the week. We will be back on Monday with a brand new episode. Enjoy your weekend. We will see you all then. Go Avs. Peace. Thank you.